gather round, gather round, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found, and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Welcome back, everyone. Episode seven. Episode seven. We're talking about warding today. It's so exciting. Yeah. And you wanted to start with a Q&A. Yeah, we actually had, it makes my heart so happy, we had a listener question. I didn't ask if I could use their name, so I'm just going to say D. D asked... Um, a question that blew my mind apart because it was something I had never, ever thought of. So he asked me, why is the wheel of the year a wheel? That is a great question. And I had never, ever, ever thought about that. I had always just taken for granted that it was a wheel. So I did some looking into that. And it turns out that the wheel of the year is organized that way. To reflect the cyclical nature of the seasons and of life and death. So, Dee, thank you for your question, for forcing me to learn something new and I think very important. Uh, I'm just so grateful that you asked and that I could answer it and that I got to learn something new. So if you also were wondering, why is it a wheel? Why do we call it a wheel? That's why. Well, that was a great question to start with. Yeah, Yeah. I've been talking to a couple listeners who are friends and a couple listeners who are not friends have been reaching out as well. Yeah, yet. And it's very exciting. And they are posing some amazing questions. And I just I'm so excited to keep taking this journey and discovery with everybody. It's really fun. Just a reminder, if you have any questions at all, there are no silly questions. You can reach out to us on our Instagram. Or you can email us directly at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. I just want to give a shout out to Chrissy Teigen, whom I adore. And I feel all, all of our love all and our, our love. positive energy and our strength yeah. collectively. I know Dada and I are sending your way. For those of you who this might be a triggering subject, we do not go into detail and we are just sending some love. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend had a miscarriage last week, and they're being very brave and talking about it and making it less taboo. I adore her, and she's brought so much joy into the world. It just breaks my heart that she's going through this. She is being so brave to share this story that is usually hidden because it's taboo to talk about, and there's often a lot of blame around it, self-blame and also outside blame. People can be cruel rather than kind. She's being attacked, and it's yeah. gross and awful. And this, what's happening to her is unfortunately so much more common than any of us know because no one is allowed to talk about yeah. it. And we're not going to get into details here nope. because it's very triggering, and, and yeah. I don't want to put anybody in that space here. But she is being incredibly brave, and the idea that she's doing it for clout is the most disgusting and offensive idea. I just want to say thank you because sharing this grief allows other women to feel safe sharing their grief 
And it becomes less taboo. So thank you, Chrissy. Love is one of those amazing things that you never run out of. So go ahead and send her just a little bit, her and John and their other kiddo. Yeah. We'll put some resources in the show notes in case you've gone through this yourself and you want to reach out for some support. Hey, let's do some pre-babble before we get to the main event. We haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. No. I feel like. And it's been a very busy season. It has. I feel like. And you started a new job. I started a new job. So 40-hour work week is back in the game. (laughs) It's weird. Uh, It's a type of job I've never, ever had before. And it's very strange. But so far, so good. Yeah, good. Uh, But I feel like magically it's been a very busy season. I feel like Maybon was a lot of energetic work. Yeah. Like not in a bad way, but just in a way that I'm sort of recovering from as I sort of gear up for one of my favorite holidays, oh, yeah. uh, which is coming up. We are officially in spooky season, my friends, and I could not be happier about I'm it. I'm very excited. Yeah. <laughs> I could not be happier about it. It feels constant right now and really present. And I already feel the veil lifting. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've felt it lift quite this early before or feel quite so close to it. I feel like there's a universal call right now to... Stop and listen. Yeah. And Starhawk is doing this great month of, I think she's the one who started the hashtag of magical activism. And it just reminded me of how many witches are being called. And not just necessarily for activism, but to do the work Mm -hmm. of the craft and do the fun of the craft. I know I always make it sound like work. It's not always work. It's, you know, to practice and to put your energy into this wonderful journey. It's like, I feel like it's like any, any other pursuit or, or passion or drive or whatever there, there is work to do. And so it's really important to also rest and to take care of yourself and your body and your mental and energetic health. Um, Because we, like you said, the veil is is lifting yeah. and we um, are coming into a time when uh, we have the opportunity to like really put in some good, good work. Mm-hmm. But it's also really important to remember to play. Mm-hmm. Today, though, we have a focus. We do. This is the first in a series. We're going to talk about warding. And then next week, we're going to talk about tarot. Basically, we're building up, we're ramping up for Samhain. Yeah. And then the week after that, we're going to talk about sigils. Yes. And the week after that, we're going to talk about Samhain. So that's our series for this month of October. Get ready, October. It's happening. So I just want to point out before we move on, Corey and I are in the same space today, being very responsible, wearing masks and doing all that social distancing stuff. She's in my studio, and I'm so very excited, and I am outside of my studio. So we're not, we're like at least, what, 12 feet apart? But it's 10, 12 feet. Yeah, 10, 12 feet. But oh my gosh, it's so fun having you here. Thanks for coming. Last time I was here, we were on either end of the dining table. This is even more fun. Yeah, I like this better. Yeah. So, and this is the first time I'm also, my studio is also in my room. I've got a small room built in a bigger room uh, for my studio. And it's also where I have all my magical stuff in my altar and nobody other than my wife has ever been in here. So welcome. I'm very excited. I'm getting lots of inspo, honestly. I'm looking at it and I'm like, ooh, ooh. Ooh, look at all the way she's like organized everything. Ooh. So you couldn't um, tell, but I was like voguing with my hands the whole time. But well, Corey, 
Yes. Shall we babble? Yes, let's. All right. Warding magic, everybody. As per usual, I have come with some history and background. I love that. I loved working on this episode, Detta, because I got to learn a new word that I had never heard before. I got so excited when you... I texted her and I was like, I just learned a new word. It was very exciting. Before we go on, can I just say, so Corey is a less experienced witch Mm -hmm. and I love rediscovering things through your eyes, but I think it needs to be said, you are so wise. Oh my goodness. You are so, I get so much inspiration from you as well. And every once in a while, we'll be talking about something that I feel like, oh, yeah, I know all this stuff and I feel really good about this. And she'll say something and went, well, fuck, that was, (laughs) that was insightful. And why didn't I think of that 20 years ago? So I just want to say, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I just went full turtle and my head went inside my body because I don't know how to handle compliments like that. You're welcome. Okay, back to the history lesson. So let's talk about the new word I learned, apotropaic magic. What a cool word. Yeah, it is. I went to a couple of different sources for the background of apotropaic magic. It's fun to say. I love it so much. And the resources I have... Uh, just two of them for this are Wikipedia, which I don't care what anyone says. I love Wikipedia. It's super insightful. It's super cool. And what I love about Wikipedia is that it can lead you to other places. And that's where what I like about it. That's what's great about it. Do you know what I miss, but I bet you don't remember this, is Witchvox. They, in 2019, if and anybody out there listening knows what I'm talking about, we lost a huge website and resource where a lot of magical people came together and shared so much insightful, beautiful information. And they started, I guess, dwindling in people who were visiting the site and getting close to retirement age. So in December 2019, they shut down. But I wish all you young witches, I wish you had that resource. This is my call. Whoever out there is bored right now, let's start one of those back up again. Yeah. Get us a witch box, a new one. Yeah. Anyway. I also went to Gaia.com. I love Gaia. So those are the two resources that I used. From Wikipedia, I learned quite a lot, but the Gaia article I'm going to recommend that you read because it was very interesting. So apotropaic magic is basically magic that is intended to turn away or to ward off Mm -hmm. any evil or harmful influences. We'll call them negative. Yeah. I think I think negative or harmful probably is. such negative Nancys. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, harmful energies. Harmful, definitely. Yeah. But it's such a wide range of magic. Mm-hmm. It can be anything from salting your door jams and windows, or it can be wearing a good luck charm around. It can be something as simple as something you probably have done in the last month and knocking on wood. It can be anything from a physical thing to a gesture to a marking. It's amazing. You might have seen... Uh, this really beautiful, it's called the evil eye. It's blue. It's very prominent in the Mediterranean and other places, uh, which makes sense because the word apotropaic comes from the Greek to ward off or send away. So the big, beautiful blue evil eye, you'll probably have seen it on charms or made out of glass or anything like that. I know that I personally purchased a couple of really beautiful evil eye 
like charm bracelets and things when I was in Greece. <laughs> I miss traveling. I was very privileged and fortunate as a child and in high school and stuff. I got to go travel a lot. And Greece is one of the most amazing places to go. So when I was there, I was able to learn a little bit about the evil eye and warding charms and things before I even really knew what that was or what that meant. I just knew that it was like a good luck charm. But what's really cool about apotropaic magic is that it has become sort of an umbrella term for all kinds of things. My favorite fun fact that I learned <laughs> is that in the Middle Ages, one of the most famous apotropaic symbols was actually used to ward off witches. Oh, no way. Which is the pentacle, a symbol that we as witches <laughs> use constantly. I wonder how old that is. I wonder when that happened, it was, what the history is behind that. It was in the Middle Ages. Okay. And the five points of the star, I have information, okay. my friend. The <laughs> five points do. of the star corresponded with the five wounds of Christ. And they really? often they often called the marks they would use witches' marks. Oh, man. So that is what I have learned about apotropaic magic is that it's a big, wide, beautiful term. It can be used for any number of things. And it's been something that they've found in caves. No. It's something that they have found across the world. And if you read the Gaia article, there's a really interesting thing about um, some of the oldest apotropaic marks they've ever found on some really old buildings in an archaeological dig site. Read the article. I will link it. I'll have that link it in the show notes. It's so interesting. I did not know that about caves that had been found in caves. It, That's they're really everywhere. amazing. As yeah, long as people have had things to be afraid of, <laughs> there have been apotropaic magic marks places yeah. because they want to do whatever they can to be safe. Yeah. Well, and on that note, let's talk about warding. Yes. Now that we know a little bit about the history, Detta, tell me what you know about warding. Well, I could talk about warding because it's one of my favorite forms of magic for days and days, yes. but I won't. I will try to distill some information down. One of my favorite forms of warding is jewelry for me. And here's what's so ironic. Ever since we have been quarantined, I'm not wearing my jewelry, like hardly ever. And I really noticed it. And I was going to definitely wear jewelry today, but we're in my space. And I was like, oh, I don't really need it. And it's like, wow. So I love personal warding. But the place I spend the most time warding is on my property. And that started the very first time that I owned something. I never did it when I lived in apartments. I can't wait to ask you about that. But property warding is one of my favorite things. And I will, well, I'll just jump into it. Jump actually. into it now. Yeah, I'll jump now into I'm it. like on the edge of my seat wanting to know okay. about it. I have attachment to certain plants, trees, elements. And for warding, one of my favorite trees is a hawthorn tree. And at our old house, we had a hawthorn tree on the property in our yard. I would, whenever I pruned it, would cultivate the materials from that hawthorn tree. And we don't have one on this property, but I still have a lot of the materials that I harvested, but I drove by the house a while ago and they cut it down. No. And my heart just hurt. But Hawthorns have a lot of different magical properties, but protection is absolutely one of them. There are a lot of different parts of the tree that you can use. Yeah, there's the 
branches and the leaves and yep. the ba- berries. Yep, berries and yeah. thorns. They're not like rose thorns. They are sticky and they're sharp and and they hurt. And so working with them, you have to be really respectful with the hawthorn tree. There's something really beautiful about that, though, because if you ever listen to the podcast In Defense of Plants, which I recommend you do because oh. we are all plant blind, he talks a lot about, especially in his crossover episodes with This Podcast Will Kill You, which is another podcast I highly recommend. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, he talks a lot about how plants developed ways to ward off predators. Oh, interesting. And so this plant has developed so many different ways to ward off things that would harm it. Yeah. Which is, makes it, I think, such a great plant to use for warding spells. I agree. What you have to be careful about about the Hawthorne, I just took a class with the Irish Pagan School, which I will also link. They were one of my sparks a couple of weeks ago, but I'll link them in again. I took a fairy class just to learn a little bit more. I've tried to avoid fairies and ask myself, do I believe in fairies or not? I don't know. And some people are like, it doesn't matter whether you believe or not. They're there. I took this class on fairies from from them. And uh, you need to know that some hawthorne trees belong to fairies and you don't don't mess with them. Don't ever mess with the fae. Yeah, Just yeah. don't. And iron wards against the fae. And it does not hurt the fae or the good neighbors, which is an ironic name to give them. But yeah. So- <laughs> So placing iron around your home, again, it won't hurt them, but it will help disengage from their mischievousness. Like a good neighbor will F up your life. (laughs) So, Corey, you didn't see her say, said, I believe in them. Mm -hmm. So I love and use trees, especially the hawthorn tree and other things that I love to use in my warding. I love witch bottles. And now we have to talk about bodily fluids, everybody. Do you use them or do you not? Corey, do you use bodily fluids in your warding or any of your other spells? I have been known to, before COVID, I have been known to spit on the four corners of our property. Mm -hmm. I have a really hard and fast rule, though, about my magic, which is I won't use uh, blood and I won't use bones, whether they're mine or anybody else's. Really? Uh, I haven't had a reason to use blood. I think that if I'm gonna, it's gonna probably be, sorry for the TMI, menstrual blood, but I won't use any, like, I'm not gonna harm myself to create an ingredient for a bottle or a potion or anything like that. So for our men listening, uh, hope I don't gross you out here. For our women listening, hope I don't gross you out here. Don't want to assume. But yes, let's talk about menstrual blood. So I could talk about menstruation all day long. Let's do it. I think using menstrual blood in spell work is absolutely awesome. And my very last, I had to have a, a hysterectomy when I was in my 30s. And I saved a, a lot of my blood leading up to that. And it is powerful stuff, you guys. So if you're it's, into that type of work, and I still have, I have my last jar actually from my very last cultivation of that fluid. And yeah, and, and I'm not using it. I'm just keeping it. And if that grosses you out, Welcome to a woman's world. Don't get grossed out. It's beautiful there's nothing stuff. Gross about, no. There's nothing gross about uterus having yeah. and the things that, that uterus does. Yeah. However, I will get grossed out, and I know people who have done it, the idea of using urine. Oh, yeah, that's a hard bottles. no from me. That's yeah, a hard no, no from me. <laughs> no judgment if you're one of those people. I just cannot do it. <sighs> because, and now watch those people going, you use menstrual blood? Oh, what's wrong with urine, though? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, so, it's a totally different weird. It's it's yeah. It's... Whatever 
there are different yucks for everybody. Yeah, there are different yucks. So anyway, bodily fluids, if you choose to use them, are really great to use in warding, which I have never used them for anything but warding. And I've uh, only ever used them in witch bottles. So yeah, I have yeah. a really hard and fast rule about harming, harming anything to create. Yeah. Ingredients. Oh, no, we'll not do that. Yeah. So blood, bones, things like that. I. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian and I, I recognize that a lot of people. I'm not. Yeah. And Corey is not. Uh, and I recognize that a lot of people use bones in their work. And I just I was following. I, oh, dang it. I wish I could remember who it was. Anyway, uh, she makes artwork out of bones but they're all found bones yep. and cultivated bones she never kills anything to make it uh, my family's from the southwest yeah so i grew up with my dad's bathroom having a huge longhorn skull above the toilet Ooh, so i'm not like squicked out by bones and i definitely have saved some bones from a rib dish that i made that i dried and um i've been known to use like a little lock of my hair in a charm but i i as far as warding goes i don't really use anything but spit and here's the other thing that i'll say about using locks of hair blood or anything like that make sure you put it someplace where nobody else can get a hold ever. of it ever ever yeah i clean my hair brushes religiously i flush my nail clippings down the toilet just be very careful about where you're spreading your dna Yep. So other things that I like to use, if you have a relationship with the elements, my I do have a relationship with the elements. Fire and wind seem to be the ones that I connect with the most. I'm really trying to connect with earth and earth seems to get pretty ticked off at me sometimes because my gardening stuff needs some major improvement. And I love water too. But the ones who talk to me the most are wind. Wind is the one that talks to me the most. So I sometimes will use them in my warding. There are tons of things. And I, I want Corey to talk about things before I cover my whole list. But I love spritzers. I like creating bottles with essential oils and stuff that I can spritz around. And I already shared my besom with my bells. I think that's also a really great, I, that's more of a cleansing, but you got to cleanse before you ward. And I'm going to stop talking and let Corey talk a little bit. What other things, what kind of things do you use in your warding? Well, I don't use spritzers, but I do use roller balls. What? So are, what? Little balls that have like rollers in them. So you can like let, you usually see with like a fragrance. Oh, so I yeah. I make mixtures of oils and I wear an oil every day that has uh, rose, coconut, and oh my gosh, it's totally blanking on me. I have a, a mixture of oils that I made out of other fragrance oils uh, and essential oils that I wear every day, at least every day that I leave the house. I don't use spritzers, but I use rollerball bottles. I have two in my purse that have different purposes. That's amazing. Uh, and I just, it's, I smell is really, the olfactory sense to me is very, very connected and important yeah. to feeling safe and feeling supported. Yeah. As far as personal warning, Dada was talking about jewelry earlier, and I absolutely do that. I used to work for a woman who, whenever she needed to go out into the world and like do something important, she would put on all her gold jewelry. And I know that she did it because she thought it made her intimidating. But I also know that she did it because whether she realized it or not, it made her feel safer. And I don't have a bunch of gold jewelry because gold really isn't my jam. But <laughs> I do have on my body right now, because I knew I'd be leaving the house, a number of silver items uh, as well as amber items because amber is a very grounding and protective stone for me. And what's silver? Uh, silver... 
honestly, silver makes me feel good, but it's also a very protective uh, metal. You hear about it in like spooky, scary vampire and werewolf stories for a reason. And it's because silver is a protective metal that we've been using for occult practices for forever, even before there were scary vampire and werewolf stories. But silver is a nice pure metal and it makes me feel good. So I always have on when I leave the house some kind of protective piece. But if I ever am out and I don't have those on, I also have a number of tattoos on my body that are wards. I have a tattoo on my yeah. chest that is uh, right between my boobs. That is a Triskelion. So artwork is a great form of warding as as our sigils. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the Triskelion is very important to me because it represents my mother, my sister, and I. We all got ones together. I have the elements uh, symbols tattooed on my arm. I have a compass on my wrist. Like I have a lot of I have a lot of tattoos that make me feel like my temple, my vessel, my body is safe. And I'm always putting, I'm always decorating my temple with tattoos. God, I can't wait till I can go get another tattoo. I know, right? I'm <gasps> so, yeah, I had planned, so I'd started a prince tattoo. I have his love symbol and I was going to have notes of purple rain put behind it. Oh. And I have to wait for all the beautiful yeah. music behind that. Yeah. I have Freddie Mercury on one leg and I have Stevie Nicks on the other leg. Oh. And I have my uh, Zodiac on one of my ankle. I have like all kinds of tattoos that just make me feel safe. But And we'll talk more about that when we do our episode this month about, about sigils. sigils. Yeah, I just I want to harken back to silver as well. Of course, it's associated with the moon. Heck yeah. It, 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 which is obviously huge for us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very moony. Um, so, so yeah, what do you do anything for the apartment? Yeah. Yeah. You're willing to share? Yeah, absolutely. So I live in an apartment, which means that I can't carve marks into no. anything. And, and I bet I, you don't bury things I can't either. bury things yeah. because, well, I can. So like I mentioned in an episode a few episodes ago, I keep all my offerings until I need to bury them. And then I take them out onto the property and I bury them uh, in the dirt. But I don't have any personal dirt except what's in my planter garden. But for my apartment, I use my garden as part of that. I plant herbs and things that are good for warding. I keep lavender. I keep sage and, and uh, rosemary and mint. And then uh, I also have, uh, this is kind of a southwesty thing, I have peppers. So you might know what a ristra is. It's a hanging bundle of chili peppers. You might have seen them in photographs or if you're from the desert or anything like that, you might have seen these really beautiful, vibrant bundles of peppers. Sometimes there's garlic and flowers in them. And they hang to dry and they often adorn doorways and kitchens. And on that note, let's talk about, okay, how do you ward? So we talked kind of about personal. And so jewelry, do you charge your jewelry at the full moon? And here's the thing about wards, whether they're property or personal, you have to maintain and recharge them. Mm-hmm. And I I walk around my property uh, almost every day, even when I was going out. Well, maybe especially when I was going out. And you place wards where you think it should surround your property if you're placing wards out on your property. 
and maintaining charging them and checking on them daily. It might be overkill, might not. Knowing that they are items that you can identify, but nobody else can. That's why sigils are really good for that kind of work. But also if you're going to do a witch bottle, make sure you bury it Mm -hmm. and bury it deep enough so that the animals won't dig it out either. And then place something over it so you know it won't be disturbed. Again, maybe something, a rock or something with a sigil on it. But I also, let's go back to intent and visualization. I think Sandra, as Sally, says it best. Magic isn't just spells and potions. Your badge, it's just a star. Just another symbol. Your talisman. You can't stop criminals in their tracks, can it? It has power because you believe it does. And never forget, you are very powerful. So now we're back to intent. Magic is all about intent. You really need to keep working on your visualization skills. I like to picture my warding around my home and in my home. You can also do it in your home, as Corey was starting to say. That's what inspired me to interrupt. Sorry about that. I'll finish it up when we're done. But I like to picture an electric fence, a magical electrical energy fence. And I like mine to be different than my casting of circle Mm -hmm. energy. Just I like the different visualization. And now back to inside the house, because you were starting to talk about doors and windows and stuff. Yeah. So so since I don't have like land someday, someday uh, you can move in with me. (laughs) Uh, Since I don't have land, it's important to me to keep my wards inside where I can maintain them. Mm -hmm. So my garden as a warding tool, I see and I go outside and I maintain every day. So I have my garden on the side of the building that is nearest the street. So I have this balcony and outside my balcony, I have my herb garden and I go out and I tend to it or at least hang out with it every day. I'm currently working on a greenhouse for it because I would like to see how many of them I can keep through the winter this year. We're going to keep our fingers crossed, which is an apotropaic gesture. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's very exciting stuff. It's It makes, I feel like it makes PP fingers crossed a little bit more like, powerful. I like it. But I keep my restras. I have one hanging inside of the screen door where the garden is on the balcony. So the west side of the building. And then I have one hanging in my kitchen between the kitchen and the rest of the apartment because the kitchen's where I do so much of my magic. And then I have a small, it's decorative, so I'm not going to ever eat these chilies, but it's a little chili pepper bush that I have growing in a tiny pot in my south-facing window. Would you mind sharing a little bit about the magical properties of peppers? Yeah, so, well... Why you chose that? I chose... Okay, so I chose the chilies because the ristras are a part of my heritage. And technically, the ristras are not necessarily a ward. They are an attractant for good luck and fortune. However, in order to attract good luck and fortune, one must also ward off harm. Yep. I think. And chili peppers, I uh, before we started, we were talking about our star charts and I mm-hmm. have a very, very fiery star chart. And I have just a I'm just a very fiery person. And I really identify with fire a lot. And chili peppers have been known 
for a long time to be a hot, fiery ingredient for spell work. It mm-hmm. helps to, from everything mundane to warding off actual literal pests yeah. in your home. And it'll keep rats away. It will keep bad spirits away. It can be used as a deterrent. There's a reason pepper spray is called pepper spray. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. And I cleaned out a Tupperware. I was putting together a little care package for Detta today, and I put together a Tupperware of uh, some of my the last of my batch from last oh, year. Oh, you're kidding. I kept some for myself. Don't worry. Okay, okay. Don't you dare oh. feel bad about okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I kept half of it for me and then half of it for Detta, and I was cleaning out the Tupperware that it was being stored in, and water splashed up, <gasps> and I actually pepper sprayed myself. Oh, man. <laughs> So if you've ever done that, it doesn't feel great, but it reminds you that the chili pepper is really powerful. And so I like to imagine my ristras as like little flaming bundles. Mm -hmm. So like my little pepper tree isn't a little pepper tree. It's a little tree made of fire. Or my ristra isn't just a wreath of peppers. It is like a little ring of fire that is keeping negative out and encouraging good luck and fortune in. Yeah. I love chili peppers. I cook with them at least three times a week, whether it's actual roasted chilies or dried chilies or powder. I like to use spicy herbs in my wards, like cinnamon and paprika and chili peppers. So using that as, I'm going to go to the astral plane here for just a little bit, because that was the next thing that I wanted to talk about. So I believe that, you know, those spritzes that I really love? I use them mostly for astral work and dream work. Also, before you try astral work or other world work, please make sure you've done your research and you are prepared for this work. You know what you're doing. Maybe even have a mentor or a guide along with you the first time you do this. For new witches, some of the stuff that we're talking about, we're directing it toward our more experienced witches. You really need to study first And really get to know your craft and get to know the craft before you attempt some of this work. But don't attempt it until you have some of these foundations down. And we're not teaching a class. Like every once in a while. Yeah. yeah, Like every once in a while, I'm like, oh, we should have gone in order of blah, 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 blah. When we were talking about warning, it's not class. We're just talking about it and stuff like that. We'll put more instructional On our Instagram. Instagram. And you can follow along a method or the order in which you want to ward. But this is just us chatting about what we do. Do the work before you do it. But anyway, astral plane. So I really feel like peppers piss off the negative spirits. Not the good spirits. They like feel like it's coming and avoid it. But negative nasties out there. They like don't they don't I don't think a lot of times they are prepared for you to be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. And like Scar in yeah. Lion King said, be prepared. <laughs> great example. Thank great, you. Great. Thank you. <laughs> what, and what were you going to say? So oh, yeah. I was just going to say that like I you're much more experienced in that aspect than me. When I do path working or I like journey, I always wear yeah. something silver and something grounding. I have some really beautiful like obsidian beads that I'll wear. Mm-hmm. Something really grounding for my body so that it is safe while I travel. Yeah. And it's a tether. Yeah. If you're doing astral work, I think you really need that tether so you don't get lost. It's a protector. It's a yeah. ward. It is a ward. Warding covers so many things. Oh, so much magic. And I think one of the... So as we come to the end... 
I'd like to talk about the beginning, which is make sure that you cleanse everything that you are about to ward, because otherwise you trap those nasties with you. So cleanse your body, cleanse your tools, cleanse your property, and go around those doorways and vents and windows and clean those door jams and 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 you can do it with wonderful, awesome smelling. Yep. I love that you're so into smell. Me too. I love smells. You know, there's a reason that pine scent. And like cedar. And lemon. Moths don't like cedar. Yeah. And you know what else doesn't like cedar? Bad spirits. Yep. So true. And I think there was a meme I saw recently <laughs> that made me giggle about uh, basically LOLing at people who try to cleanse a space with the windows shut. It's like, no, no, get them out, get them out. Open everything up. Open everything up, get them out of there. Which is why recharging is really good in spring and fall. Absolutely. It's harder to do in the winter. And for some places, really hard to do in the summer. I heard about some oppressive heat. Which is why it's so important during Maybon time when it's... The autumnal equinox. The autumnal equinox when it's not so cold yet Mm -hmm. to, what was it? Stock up and prepare. Yep. Charge all your shit. (laughs) do it do it do it because moving into Samhain it's going to be cold it's going to be dark and the veil is going to be thin so you want to be stocked up and warded and safe and here in Seattle it's going to be muddy (laughs) I love the rain don't twist it I love the rain but I also when I just feel damp all the time I'm kind of like I feel like like a bog troll yeah I'm just fine (laughs) did you want to say anything else about warding uh I just I think that it's so important to know that warding, just like every other practice, is so personal. Your personal warding is going to look different than everybody else's. And like that is said, it's going to be stuff that maybe people look at and don't realize it's a spell or don't realize that it's a ward. Which is awesome, especially if you're still in the broom closet. Yeah. And like my hanging peppers, my ristras, like people will look at that and they'll recognize it. And they'll say, oh, I've seen that in pictures or I've seen that when I was in Arizona or New Mexico. And they'll recognize it as something cool, but they won't know necessarily deeply personally what it means to me. Of course, now they will because I have put it out into the universe, but I'm fine (laughs) with that. And I just think it's important to remember that you do the things that make you feel safe and you have tools you can use, but ultimately do what makes you feel protected. And keep your intent clear. Clear and true really meditate on it think about it you wouldn't want to end up like nancy (gasps) (laughs) that was a craft throwback you don't have to keep it in oh now no and now (laughs) negative nancy takes on a whole new meaning for me that's an old phrase too before that existed yeah anyway and sorry to any nancy's out there we love you we love you nance just remember that next time you knock on wood or cross your fingers for good luck or put on that necklace because you just feel safer when you wear it, you're warding. You're performing an apotropaic spell. You go, witch. You go, witch. And on that note. What uh, little sparks you want to throw up this week, Miss Detta? I'll let you go first. My spark this week is uh, a person we've spoken of previously. But a specific thing. I recently started reading Witchery by Juliet Diaz. This book feels like a hug and an intention alignment and like a recipe book all at the same time. 
it feels like a really beautiful like call to check in. I'm reading it and and I'm thinking about like Kismet and the world being connected and everything happening in sequence and how I needed to hear the things that I'm reading and also how inspired I am by her spell work to create my own. Isn't serendipity wonderful? And you know what? Wonderful. I love the fact, one of the reasons I love her so much is that she is teaching you how to not be dependent on her, just be inspired by her. My f- I, I want to emulate that. Absolutely. My favorite part so far, it's right near the beginning. She talks about how her mother did her magic in the kitchen. And every time she made soup when she was sick, she would blow on the spoon and hold it out and ask her if there was too much salt. And she talks about how she could have said, you don't need to ask if it's too salty. It's never too salty. Like you don't need to blow on it. But the fact that she was blowing on it was she was blowing love into that soup. Mm. And that I started crying, which was fun. There's nothing quite as fun or disarming as sudden tears you didn't expect. Um, But it's such a great book because right away at the beginning, she offers you a spell. To align with the book. To align with the book so that you can immediately get a feel for what it means to gather ingredients and to do a ritual. And it really sets the tone for the entire book and I think for an entire phase of your practice. Well, and I I read it when it first came out. And one of the things I loved reading that, two things I loved reading this book, is that knowing that she put that in there for us to align meant that I knew that she had aligned herself when she wrote the book. And and I'm going to go back to, I don't think she uses the word grammary, but the fact is when you're reading certain texts, there's, there you're going to pick up on, for lack of a better phrase, you're going to be able to read between the lines, coded information in there for you. And I totally felt that with her book. It's like Shakespeare, man. Yes. All of the words are there very deliberately because they're the entire story and they're all you need. Do you know I have a Shakespeare tarot? But we'll talk about that next episode. Next episode, we'll talk about tarot. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my spark is Witchery by Juliet Diaz. And I'm a little bummed because I don't have the hard copy. I'm reading it on ebook, so it's a little different vibe, but I still did I still did it. <laughs> because even though it's ebook, it's still a book. It's and, still there. Her yeah. her energy's still in it. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I, yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Juliet. <laughs> so my spark I is I know I'm going to pronounce her name wrong. Isla Nero. Isla Nario. Nario. Thank you. Isla Nario, who you introduced me to. I've been listening to her nonstop. I, I have as well. Can't stop. And she, I've got a Spotify channel on her, so check her out. I will leave a link to her probably for Spotify, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and I, I don't know if she has a website. She I does. Haven't. You should link her website yeah, for sure. I will link her website then. She has a little band with her brother. And she also collabs on a bunch of other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, she does. The, oh, who's the guy she... Uh, uh, Her remixes? She does this great mashup work with the Polish ambassador that's just awesome and amazing. And I love it so much. The other spark I'm going to send up is not anything you can look up. And that is the listeners who've been talking to me personally. I want to send you up in a spark. You know who you are. And I love you and I appreciate you. She sends me (laughs) screenshots of your messages and then I just get so 
buoyed. And it's so exciting that you're getting something out of this Yeah, podcast. I'm inspired by you, your poetry, your work, your music, and you know who you are, and I love you, and thank you for sharing that work with me. And, you know, maybe uh, one of these days, if you want to, we'll pop you on here and share some of your incredible art that is so inspiring to me and informs my craft and my work. So I love you guys. Yeah. And in the meantime, if you have any questions, please email them. We'll have a little time dedicated at the beginning of each episode for if there are any questions that you have for us about us or us about magic or suggestions for episodes. Yeah. Because there are more things in heaven and earth. There are. You know what I mean? It's so true. So. Well, until next week, my friends, be well. Harm none. And don't forget. You are magic. Bonfire Babel recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of this beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the Duwamish people and real rent, please see the links in our show notes. Thanks for listening to Bonfire Babel. If you liked us, please hit that subscribe button. And if you are so inclined, go ahead and give us a rating and let your friends know. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bonfire Babble. Check out our show notes for the links, and thanks for joining us.